0: Welcome, everybody. This is Dan Takkini with Blood Nethos's Everyday Hero podcast, where you can learn about the heroic efforts of b and grads who are out there ordering chaos and releasing beauty in the world. Hello, this is Dan Takkini, and I'm excited to be with Jordan Wayla today, serial entrepreneur in the property management space, a co-founder of Lead Simple, PM Grow Conference, Manage My Property and Profitable Property Management podcast. So as you can see, Jordan is a serial entrepreneur. Jordan's sister, Daniela, referred me to Jordan about a year ago, and I've had the pleasure of consulting with him. And Jordan just graduated uh, from the Master Coaches Academy at Blood and Ethos, and it's my pleasure to be with him today. I can't wait for you to get to know him. Welcome, Jordan.
1: Hey, it's a pleasure to be here, Dan.
0: I'm glad you made it. It's been a while. We've had a lot of time. We've had a lot of fun over the last year, and especially getting to know you, your business, what you're up to, and your vision. And I'm, I'd love to just start by talking about a little bit about how did you... Tell me about the property management space, what you do in it, so people can get a sense of uh, what you're up
1: to. Sure. So I've been in the property management industry for about a decade now. My first Rodeo was running a lead generation company within the property management space and what we were doing was basically connecting landlords with the people that would manage the property on their behalf. So if you did not want to do evictions, rent collection, tenant screening, you could hire a property manager. In all the capacities that we work, we serve the property manager, whether that be through providing them soft sales software, sending them leads, providing professional education, a whole host of different items.
0: Yeah, I noticed I've, I've listened to your podcast I've seen some of the things that you've done at P and grow and there's a it's a pretty broad educational
1: base that you offer can you talk about some of the specifics that you offer sure so we're really trying to take a holistic approach and I think this is just kind of the natural outworking of being focused on impact you can start off doing something like lead generation and it's useful but at the end of the day if you're in it to really see the maximal impact for the client in this case the business owner that means moving and gradually graduating beyond just software, just leads, trying to take things all the way home. So the progression of businesses, PM Grow for example, it's a three day event where we bring in best, cl- best in class speakers from within the industry, outside the industry, the new consulting business we just started, We're taking it from a a lot of different angles to try and really solve the challenge of growth and clarity for the business owners that we serve.
0: And and you've had quite an impact in the vertical, haven't you?
1: We have, yeah. It's been really fun to see kind of the the journey and the progress of that work. Being at it for a decade, you really start to see that flywheel start moving. How many people... How many property managers actually were at the PM Grow Conference? Oh, boy. We had around 300 property management entrepreneurs. We've got around 2,000 clients with management property, um, coming up on 600 within the software business, and we're just getting this consulting business off the ground. We've got around 13, 14 clients there. That's awesome.
0: And how many downloads you get from your podcast? Oh,
1: boy. We probably get around maybe 300 downloads per episode. Well, that's Awesome. That's great. So obviously you've been
0: in the space for some time. Been Uh, doing it. Ten years? Yep. Yep. So what brought you to Blood and Ethos? What relevance does that have in your business?
1: Sure. So I had heard about the concept of coaching over an extended period of time, and it was one of those things that I resisted on the level of feeling like it was a little ethereal. It was unclear what exactly the experience or the value add was. And at the end of the day, as a bootstrapped entrepreneur, it's easy to be cheap. Let's be honest. (laughs) So... I think that it was something that I, I stood on for a while. My sister introduced me to your work a number of years ago. Oh, really? I it, didn't know that. It took me a while to really get ramped up to the point where I was willing to commit the, the cash and put my money where my mouth is. I had a friend that I was talking up the concept of coaching maybe 24 months ago, and he acted immediately and hired a coach. And I dragged my feet for another, maybe another year before I took the plunge. How's it work for your friend? It's been fantastic for him, yeah. Yeah, great. And, and tell me and share some of the results that have come out of it for you. Sure. So I think the main thing was the communication component. One of the distinctions that we've talked about is the difference between relationship versus productivity. My focus was very much on productivity, the tangible, the literal, the checklist orientation, which can drive results, but there's a cap on how far you can take that if it is at the expense of relationships. So the communication piece between me and my co-founder, there was a huge change in the tenor of our conversation and our willingness to have hard conversations and communicate. And that really was what undergirded all of the decisions the strategies, the choices, the direction that we were making. So that openness and conversation has been a, a pretty big game changer for us.
0: And life lessons for you, like what would you say
1: top one or two were for you? <sighs> Boy, um, probably the one that sticks out the most for me is just realizing that the narrative the story that I have in my head is about me and not about the other person. There are a number of weekends with my sweet precious family that i chose to spend being hacked off about my co-founder about some story that i had made up in my own head and i was totally convinced that that was about him Mm -hmm. he was uh creating you know pain or suffering because of some argument or dispute that we had and to get to the point where i just realized that i was actually the one creating that drama was it was a bit of a head trip it was a little disorienting and unpleasant to first Experience that reality but it was also really freeing
0: what are some of the results in the last year you could say were connected to that that realization
1: well i'd say that the peace that i have in the context of chaos and even tense conversations with my business partner just knowing that there's more space to still have hard conversations but to do it in such a way that's actually productive so it's not um it's not a temper tantrum or it's not us yelling at each other that we're just able to kind of converse like adults because we have some kind of shared mutual understanding about what we're doing in partnership and why we're um, working together that's been that's been really great but also just the orientation of my relationship with other entrepreneurs and the people that i serve i've started to get a bigger picture vision and to gain more permission around things that I experienced gutturally, but maybe didn't articulate with as much clarity as I could have. Like, there- like for example, just really embracing the idea of being an artist. For me, entre- entrepreneurship in the past was more, like I said, oriented around productivity. Where I'm at now, it's really primarily about relationship and a lot of self-expression and the money comes from that. Yeah, And I know that may sound a little kind of Ethereal or... Yeah, you know, out there, but that's the way I experience it. I like
0: it. it in the business world, they call it soft skills. Exactly. And, and I, I said, yeah, soft skills that produce hard results that's because right. there's nothing like seeing your miscommunication or misinterpretation hit the bottom line and then you realize, oh, wow, um, mm-hmm. these are connected. This is... How I treat you or what I think of you Mm -hmm. colors what I listen for, Mm -hmm. and maybe I'm proving that you're not the guy I should be with, missing the opportunity of how we could work together to have something even bigger happen. Mm -hmm. And I know for me, uh, that's happened in a number of different ways, but particularly it it can sour a deal, it can push a vendor away or a a client away, It, it can... Restrict or make the relationship scarce in very real ways. Like if I'm out to prove you're something else, I certainly don't want you to win.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of resistance, and I really I experienced that process of resisting things that I felt like the other person was bringing to the table. And as I as I sat and thought about it, a lot, in many ways, it was things that I was bringing to the table, and there yeah. was just a lot of freedom and kind of taking ownership
0: when we started communicating, when we had that, we had a breakthrough mm-hmm. together, all three of us. And all of a sudden, rather than proving a point, we I noticed the two of you started to want to understand first what was being said. Mm-hmm. And the curiosity level went, I, I literally came up, I would say 200%. Mm-hmm. And out of that has come, I noticed the rate of motion of our action has come up and the opportunities have increased radically
1: patience to sit in the inquiry to not necessarily have the answer immediately but to be patient enough to kind of sit in it with the other person that's what's opened up for me yeah
0: i well the minute that i stop being curious i stop listening or i listen for proving my point that's right instead of understanding yeah that's right yeah we just recently came from Harvard, where we had some communi- you know had some negotiations
1: that's right. that was a fantastic experience. So the reason that I wanted to have you there for that was it was in the context of doing some negotiations and some business deals that I just needed to have another set of eyes and to have um, kind of a third party to keep me eyes on the prize. It's so easy to get emotional in business. The temptation is just constantly <laughs> there. And when it really counts and when it really matters, you can't afford to to get sucked in. You got to maintain your game face. And it was really helpful to have you there.
0: I was really impressed with potential partner, joint venture partner, whatever. They're a very large company. And the guy we were talking to was extremely savvy. And he's a partner with one of the top professors at Harvard. I was watching how intrigued they were with your creativity, your ability to get the, the data that you needed, and then to use the data to serve the property managers. They were hot on to you. In fact, when I asked them who else they were talking to, they were really clear there was only one company in the country, in U.S., that they were willing to talk to about what they wanted to do, and that was you. And I think that speaks a lot to your, just your, you and Chris's, you your together, your creativity and your ability to find the possibility in the in in a very tight space Mm -hmm. because the space is pretty tight the information's held close to the vest it's hard to really get a uh, a real fix on the market
1: yeah i think you know when you follow it long term I'm all about meeting other long-term thinkers that are playing the long game, which requires the focus on relationship. It requires cultivating a depth of expertise and understanding of where the market is at now, Mm -hmm. where it's headed over the next 10, 20 years, really being committed to understanding what the consumer wants, what serves them, and being honest about all that, as opposed to trying to cram or force a solution on the market. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I noticed that very rich meeting. And and I thought I've thought a lot about I haven't asked you this question so I thought I'd just pop it on you. How have you seen it at home? What's opened up with you and your wife and your two children? Your two,
1: you know. You know I think the the main thing that I've experienced is my ability to just be more aware of when I'm getting revved up and I'm doing that thing where <laughs> I'm I'm upset and I'm in a space where something feels like really real for me like i have a reason or a basis for being agitated and just kind of stopping taking a deep breath and just owning the many many times where there's just not there's nothing worth getting upset about you know just chill out come back down to earth i have a sweet kind-hearted beautiful wife um i can't wait to meet her yeah i look forward to that
0: yeah yeah so yeah i know One of the things we talked a lot about is the distinction between the information you're receiving and the meaning you're putting on it. And I've never seen anybody take to it the way you have. I mean, it's really interesting how quickly you parse the two. And then, you know, once you know the data or the information, which has anything to do, everything to do with what's been said, what's been done, what's not been said, what's not been done, how you feel, what you think, and then the meaning that you put on all that asking the questions and the way you chunk them down is really elegant. And what I saw was both you and your partner, but also I saw you move multiple times in our negotiation uh, from one position to another just to check out the possibilities. Mm -hmm. And, And that changed the tenor of our conversation in Harvard at least three or four times, I can count, where it looked like we might be coming to a dead end and a whole new possibility or set of possibilities came up in our conversations.
1: You know, I feel like I've had a a sense of or an inclination towards this type of work or way of thinking. And so I can identify it in many ways. But what's really come up for me is just realizing the discipline and the cultivated skill of, for example, listening far beyond just closing your mouth is really listening, listening for what was said, what wasn't said, emphasis and coming to appreciate that it really is a an art form and a skill that is cultivated over time the dividends are just profound it's always rewarding to see somebody benefit and move
0: forward in their vision and with people and advance their dreams in new ways it's a privilege to be involved that way now i've wondered and what where are you headed like when you think of the future what's what are you thinking what's next for you What are you thinking about?
1: Boy, I'd say that the main thing that I think about is continuing to dive into ultimate results for my clients, understand their work, positive outcomes for them, how their business works at the deepest level, and to build solutions around that. I happen to be in the software business. It's a great business model. It scales well. There's a lot of leverage, but early in my career, my orientation was around quick results, kind of cheap results in in some ways, the quickest path to making money. And where I'm at right now, in some ways, I'm kind of like into the longest term path for the largest amount of value creation and being more comfortable being confident knowing that there's a million ways that you can monetize Mm -hmm. if you're committed to the customer if you're committed to good outcomes for them you can get creative about how you're going to monetize
0: there's no doubt about i mean if you listen to seth godin and gary vaynerchuk Mm -hmm. and there's just a million of them out there and and that's the theme and that you can tell they really mean it Mm -hmm. they're they're convicted and i can see it in their results and i can read it in their materials and you can hear it in their voice and That's exactly what I felt from you when you were speaking and your partner. And every time I've seen you communicate with anybody in your business, around your business, or in the trainings, I was amazed at the the intensity that you bring to your communication, the presence that you bring to make sure that the value is getting created. And when you miss what's been really uh, inspiring is your inquiry about, hey, how did I miss this? Like, you know, I surely thought this is what I was saying, but from what you're telling me, the meaning you received wasn't wasn't it, and so I need to manage that impact. I mean, you. I mean, actually, it's really encouraging. It's it's like inspiring to see that kind of humility because you, you come across really confident, and you are. I'm just impressed with the humility of constantly checking in. And it, it keeps me on my game as well.
1: Here's the other, as you say that, here's what I'm thinking. The other thing that really occurred for me through the process of coaching and specifically with the Coaches Academy was being freed up to be in relationship with people, not knowing where it's going to go. I just mentioned the ambiguity of business, monetization. I was kind of hung up on feeling like I needed to have some kind of a specific, clear, functional purpose as the basis for being in relationship with someone. It was that like what like, like you like a business purpose or a yeah, this, a social purpose. Or, yeah, yeah, this this achievement productivity-based mindset applying that right. relationship. That was really that did not serve what I wanted to create in my life with other people. It was very limiting. And so being in the coaches academy is specifically what I heard of just being with these other Wonderful, beautiful people that are very much not like me and not necessarily pursuing oh, amazing. the same life paths. Yeah,
0: I mean, there was a very diverse cohort. I mean, totally. we had people from
1: all over the country. Totally. In multiple different businesses. Yeah. Some multiple businesses they had. And I learned to love each and every one of them. Yeah. And it was just a beautiful experience to have together. I feel very much more freed up to just be an open ended beautiful relationships just to connect and love other humans. And that doesn't have anything to do with business. And I'm really okay with that.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting. It, it doesn't, you don't, you don't think it does, but in the long yeah, run... Yeah, you're right, you're right. You know, it's like I, I was uh, having a chat with a friend of mine the other day, and we were talking about productivity. And he kept juxtaposing productivity to relationship. And I remember saying to him, "No, what if productivity, the quality of productivity, the product of what you produce... Is a direct relation a direct result of the relationship it's born out of,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? So if I'm manipulative or um, deceptive, etc., I may produce volume, but the quality of the result in the long run is not going to be. There's going to be quantitative and qualitative differences depending on the relationship that gave birth to it. In fact, I probably if I did it man- manipulatively, if I did it. Uh, or lied or cheated or whatever uh broke my own mm-hmm. integrity. I would suggest that at least in my experience i don't i'm dissatisfied i'm ungrateful i'm entitled there's a lot of attitudinal things that come along it 's like sewing destruction into the success or sabotage mm. into the success.
1: To be out of alignment is to push uphill. Yeah. It's to just make life less pleasant and much harder than it needs to be. Yeah.
0: I think the phrase from this academy was came from the speaker lady when she said, love is a to-do list mm. <laughs> for somebody else. You know, it's like, oh, man. Toward somebody else. Yeah. Towards somebody else. Yeah, it was so good. Yeah, so,
1: that was beautiful.
0: Yeah, it was a great time. Um, so... From here on, I mean, I know you're headed home uh, to Austin soon, tomorrow. Yeah,
1: I've got a couple of the work trips here coming up, but you know, for me, going forward, I'm, I am committed to continuing the process of self-discovery, self-awareness. I actually listened to the episode of the podcast that you did with Dan Sanders, and I was really impressed just by the concept of the continual awareness, the continual getting called and recalled back to truths that you've already heard and experienced, yeah. but this need for constant awakening.
0: Well, you know, there's uh, there's a saying that there are no finish lines in transformation. Mm. You know, there are no lines, right? <laughs> it's ongoing and it's, it's, it's expansive, but I, that's been my experience. I'm 62 years old. I've done this for 35 years and I feel like a beginner and I'm just as excited as I was 35 years ago. In fact, I'm, re- I'm really excited about the people I get to work with like you and the people in this, that I had the privilege of working with in this cohort and the numbers of people that we're starting to touch around the country. It's just really exciting. This, the generation, this generation, uh, I love the millennials. I love them. I love the entrepreneurial sh- ideas that's outside the box. Uh, I know all the criticisms that come. And of course, you know, certainly there are we all have our stuff but just the the passion and the life the aliveness is it's been it's been really rewarding and working with you and chris has been extremely rewarding so thank you for the privilege and uh, i look forward to what we will do in 2018
1: i do too i appreciate you standing with me this line of work very much suits my beliefs and my ambitions the my ambitions require constant um, rebirth and renewal and that's exciting and I appreciate you standing with me in that
0: Well thank you Jordan and um, all the best to you. Keep kicking at the indifference until it bleeds life do. If you like what you heard today please check out the Hero Being Process an 8 week online gymnasium designed to support you in transforming your ability to heroically fulfill your unique purposes with freedom, love and creativity. Available at theherobeing.com Until next month, keep kicking at the indifference until it bleeds life.